Hey everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. It's a podcast where we talk about music and shit. I'm Jeremy. I'm Joey. That's me. And this week, the music and shit we're talking about is the 2013 album by, by Cascade, Atmosphere. It's a very, very personal album to me. Really, anything that happened in 2013, I feel, is very connected to me. Yeah. Because uh, that was kind of a, an interesting year, personally, I guess, for me. Oh, shit, dude. But that's that's a, for discussion another time. Maybe maybe a little bit into, uh, in, during this album discussion. But uh, yeah, so I picked this album writing off the, the vibe of the two bears last week. It was, uh, it, it just, it hit me in a good spot. And I was like, yeah, I could use some more of this in my life right now. So we went with Cascades Atmosphere, who's like a pretty popular EDM house producer kind of guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like Cascades music. I like all of his albums. I don't think there's a song he has that I don't like per se. Uh, and I wanted to share this album with Joey because again, 2013 was a big year for me personally. And this album came out that year and it affected me in a very good way. And that's why I chose this one over his other albums. Suck a dick. That's weird. That's totally weird that you say that. I mean, I guess it's not weird that you say that about 2013, but like, I feel the same way about like that era, 2013. There were just so many good albums that, um, that year specifically. And maybe I, I feel like it's just because I had a personal connection to a lot of albums that year, but maybe it's just because there were a lot of good albums that year. I think there were a lot of good albums and something about that year just hit right. Like, I don't know, man. Cause that was, that was like earlier whenever I, long time ago when I talked about the like year that me and Alyssa kind of spent apart, that was 2013, which like there, well, the thing was there were a lot of like, yeah, hard times, but then there was also a lot of like times that like, now that it's becoming fall again, Mm-hmm. I look back on those times or like I feel the fall wind and it just hits me away. And I'm like, yeah, you know, there were parts of that year that were like pretty good or just like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm no, totally I, with you about 2013. Though. <laughs> yeah. I feel that it's, it's so like weird and specific. Like, and I think this album, I don't know when this album released in 2013, but it feels like a kind of, kind of a fall borderline wintery album to me. Yes. Uh, and I don't know. It, it hits right. The, the weather's been getting cooler here and it's, I don't know. It feels good right now. Oh my God. It does. Holy shit. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the album art for, for this album is very simple. Uh, it has three lines of text it has on the top line, the, the word cascade, which is his name. The, the guy's name is Ryan Radden, I think. Um, and then split between two lines is the word atmosphere. So it's atmosphere and there's kind of a bigger spacing between the letters uh, to give, give some space, give it some atmosphere to breathe in. Yeah. And the backdrop on this album is just like space. It's, it's got some, some blues and some pinks uh, yeah. of just like some, some spacey nebulas and stuff. Just like general etherealness or some, yeah. something. Yeah. So not a whole lot going on. It's a very suitable album cover, I mm-hmm. think, because it's a very, chill healthy album uh and if you have anything else you want to say about this album this is this is your last chance to do so because we need to to, to move on to the, ne- the the first track to to get this thing started well uh i don't know if you meant to do that jeremy but it just so happens that last chance is the name of the first song so i think i'm actually my last chance was before you started saying that 
Yeah, it was, but <laughs> but you know we're we're kill- we're starting off strong in the segues. We're, we usually don't segue into the first track. We do sometimes. Yeah, most sometimes. time we don't. At least I don't think about it when I'm doing it. Uh, but but we're talking about first first the first track. Last chance is the name. Joey, hit me with those impressions. Okay, so my first impressions. A, l- a lot of my notes this week. I'm just going to give you a heads up. Are kind of just j- very. Like vague and generic and feeling yes. based because yep. that that's what this music does. It makes you, it immerses you in a feeling, and it immediately felt like I was overcoming something. Like I was the protagonist in some sort of music video. Like I was <laughs> I was driving after I had like, the, everything was kind of okay, but I still wasn't certain. But I was just driving down a road somewhere where there was like leaves on the side of the road because yeah. this album I immediately got a fall vibe from like i think it first hit me like halfway through the song but it was just like fall all the way but (laughs) uh plus i didn't realize i had heard project 46 before because they did stuff with monster cat back in the day and i used to listen to a lot of their stuff so there were parts of it that were kind of familiar which is maybe why i got brought back to that time because back around 2013 is when i was kind of listening to a lot of monster cat stuff but uh yeah, it just felt very good. I liked it. It immediately like resonated with me, and yeah, I I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was just yeah. good. Hell yeah, I'm I'm, I'm glad we're, we're starting off strong in a good spot. Uh, I I agree in that it's it, we kind of talked about it last week when we were trying to describe the music for the two bears that like. It's house music, it's electronic, it's a lot of synth-driven stuff, it's a lot of layers, and it's hard to describe in words what that means. So I also, I tried a little bit for for the first half of the album to kind of describe a lot of the the sounds and stuff. So this one, it's got, A, it has some nice layered female vocals. That's kind of a cascade thing. He always features a lot of female vocalists, and they always have very, like, airy kind of sounding voices that I, I love. I mean, it's no surprise to anybody at this point that I like female vocalists. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it always hits really well. The song's got a, a pretty catchy main synth melody. It's got some kind of sprinkled in echoey water droplet effect kind of things. The main chords come in on piano, which is another thing that's... Uh, on this album specifically, he uses a lot more piano than a yeah. lot of his other albums. Um, the main melody comes in on like a newer, a different synth. Drums build in a very typical like festival house edm kind of fashion um at some point all of, everything just cuts out and there's some like spacey backing synth and then just the vocals which i love that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh and then it kind of rebuilds itself with the piano chords and then the, the main synth and stuff it's 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 edm music it's it's house for the most part a lot of these tracks are going to sound similar in our in my descriptions because that's just that's the nature of the music and the nature of language not being able to describe sounds yeah exactly and that's I, something we had talked about last week, like this, the music, especially, and we may be biased because we like this type of music, but this music tr- kind of gets bigger than words, which I mean, all music does, but like with so much of it being not lyric driven, like a lot of the lyrics are kind of like give a vague generic feeling, right. but the music is really what kind of tells you, like guides your emotional journey through the song more than other types of music i feel and i don't think i think yeah that's just how it's made to be so it it is just really tough to kind of put that into words (laughs) but yeah looking 
Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, it's it's impressive to me that we were able to have a full discussion on that one of Tricks Point Never album with that with with no lyrics because yeah. we, we were we weren't necessarily describing the music, but we were describing the journey that we went on while listening to the music, which I think yeah. is kind of cool and interesting to me. Whereas like this, I can't like you said, you you kind of got this imagery of being like a, a protagonist of a film or something, and everything's kind of going well, which is great. But uh, I was focusing more on specifically defining things, and <laughs> it didn't really work out too well for me. <laughs> See, that's kind of how I was, because uh, one, I don't know, I, I just couldn't, other, other than just if I were to write, like, okay, and then the synth builds here, and then it yeah. it does this thing where it, like, arpeggiates, <laughs> whatever, and, and it's just like, man, I... Yeah, nobody wants to listen to that. Yeah. I don't know, I, I might at some point, but I don't know. <laughs> but I'm glad he said something about the festival sound because yeah. i i got that too i don't know like enough about this kind of this scene specifically like it i don't want that to sound derogatory like i know no, sometimes it's totally can... derogatory and it's, it's earned I think. Okay. <laughs> but like i didn't because i liked it but it also gave me that vibe of like a ton like forty thousand people somewhere all just right. be like yeah <laughs> it's just it's just music that you can just like get, be in a crowd and jump to yeah. kind of a thing it's there's there is some of that on this album it, it's kind of split though there's some more interesting songs that we'll talk to when we get there uh, but lyrically the song again like like you said it's not super complicated it's pretty repetitive it i got two different vibes from this album lyrically uh there's this generic kind of vibe to it where it seems like the the singer's on the edge of heartbreak where she's begging her partner not to leave because she's not sure she can handle a breakup right now. Yeah. But I also feel like this album's a bit more personal for Cascade, for Ryan himself. And if this song was written by Ryan or from his perspective, it could be actually from his wife's perspective where she's begging him not to go out on tour because she, she knows she's going to miss him kind of a thing. Yeah. I feel like that, that touring theme is kind of a thread through a lot of the songs on this album, but I'm not a hundred percent certain if he did like the lyric writing or if he had kind of this, this theme of him going out and leaving people as his, as his like idea for the album. I think you're right, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Uh, but for now, I mean, you might be asking, why is this about, why do, why do we think this is about touring? But you know what we say, why ask why? Well, because they're they're trying to they want they want to know the answer. Oh, you mean like track number two? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like why track ask why? Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this one's got a, a little bit of a guitar melody kind of mm-hmm. going under under the synths. Um, again, more airy female vocals. I love that shit. Oh yeah, that's just, that's just like the, the especially for electronic music. It fucking it gets me. It feels nice. It's got some driving, like, hi-hat kind of starting it off. It's got a synth bass for the the chord progression kind of thing. This is, like, the epitome of what I think a Cascade song sounds like. It's it's kind of that palette of, of his, like, signature sounds and, and stuff like that, which, again, could seem very generic to a lot of people because that's kind of the style of it. But um, I don't know. I really like the synths in this one. It's It, it feels good. He, he, he gets me with his sounds sometimes. Man... Okay, so like if this is the textbook epitome cascade sound, I'm going to love the rest of his music because <laughs> I love this song. Like Hell holy yeah. shit. This just the chorus, it makes me 
feel like the wind is at my back. There's like leaves hitting me in the face from they're falling out of trees. It's just like a crisp fall evening. And the harmony, whenever she says, why ask why and don't say no, like, so she sings like, why ask, like, I'm going to sing it. So it's like, why ask why? And then it like repeats and it goes like higher. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. It's so good. Oh my God. Sorry, everybody out there who had to hear us sing. But you're welcome. <laughs> they love also. it. They love it, and they know it. Oh man, it's just like it's it's magical. I will I will say that word. It's a magical. It is, and th- it's like this album is very like I don't want to say spiritual, but kind of like mystical and kind. It's atmosphere, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of those, a lot of these like themes of just like etherealness and like space and and how it all relates to a human kind of like sinks into me, at least through the music and and some of the lyrics. That's kind of the vibe that I get from the album. Definitely. Um, The song, assuming again, that it was kind of written by Ryan or from his perspective, it seems like it's uh, again about him going out on tour, but this time it's his perspective and he's not really sure that he wants to leave his family. And he's saying, look, you can come with me. Cause, cause that's the whole song is like, why ask why? Like I'm, I'm going out. You can, you can go with me. You know I have to go. Yeah. But if you choose to stay here instead, give me love for now. Give me one for the road before I go. That's kind of the chorus of the song. Yeah. Yeah. And oh man. Oh man. It's just Which again, it, it could be more generic and it's just about like someone that's like leaving to pursue a career somewhere. But I, I get the feeling throughout the rest of the album uh that it's it's more personal to him. I definitely agree. I, I feel like it has to be, because it, I, I will say this album is very personal to him for a reason that I'll get to later. Oh, okay. But I think I think the context and of the lyrics and stuff is also more personal than the specific instance that I'm referring to later. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I I don't know how to segue into the next song. Yeah. Because I don't know. There are so, going to be three three points in this album that we're not going to have good segues for. Yeah. So, hey, what's new, right? Because we don't have good... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Track number three is uh, MIA to LAS, which is uh, the the airport codes for Miami and Las Vegas. Las Vegas. He's he's getting on a a flight from Miami to Las Vegas. I call them airport tracks. Okay. I called them flight tracks. Sure. Or like, I don't know. I I put flight Travel tracks. Travel tracks. Yeah, there, there are three of those on the album. Uh, they're all instrumentals, and they all kind of have this different feeling, which I'm, I don't know if he wrote them in airports or on planes or if he was just trying to capture how he was feeling. Because, again, if he's going out on tour, there are three of these like specific airport-to-airport connections, which would make sense if he's flying all over the U.S. to like play shows on, on a tour kind of a thing. Yeah. But, man, this song gets funky. Like, it does. With, with the guitar, there's like... It's not... It sounds like a synth that's made to sound like a marimba. Right. And then there's like a funk guitar going on. It's just something about it feels like European funk or like, I don't know. There's been some stuff that I'm listening to lately. that's like Japanese funk from the eighties. And it's kind of a strange and obscure thing to be. (laughs) (laughs) No, it like, but it sounds similar and I think you would like it. 
But yeah, no, absolutely. I'm sure I would. I'm just thinking from the viewer's perspective. He's like, man, this guy's listening to like Japanese '80s funk. Like, what? What? What is going through these people's minds as they're listening to us describe what we've listened to? Well, that's what you do when you like music. You just <laughs> listen to stuff, and you yeah. That's the whole point of this podcast is we're yeah. trying to discover new things and share things that we have discovered on our own, and kind of kind of bond over that. Exactly. And, and now great. we're bonding with the, the listeners too, even though we don't know you. Yeah. But maybe we will someday. I don't know. Yeah. But right now, no one knows who we are. No one at all. Except for our listeners, I guess, because we introduce ourselves. Well, I mean, I think track four maybe knows who we are. Yeah, track four. But <laughs> track four is no one knows who we are, by the way, in case you didn't. Oh, is it? Case in case they didn't catch that, because <laughs> I mean I'm looking at the track list right now. <laughs> Are you cheating? Do you have a cheat sheet pulled up where you're not just like ad libbing all of these conversations? No, I'm not. In fact, no. I was about to say I didn't listen to the album, but I don't want to see. I don't want to see. I don't want to even put that thought in people's heads because I did listen to this album several times. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, lights, man, lights. lights. Is Oh my god. I, I fucking love the song. This oh. is one of like two really big songs on this album for me. There's actually three that I really like a lot, but there there's one that it, that I like a whole lot for that kind of personal 2013 year album stuff, mm-hmm. and then there are two tracks that I like just because they sound fucking great, and this is one of them. Yeah. This one it really is just an amazing track. Like I hadn't listened there's so many like blasts from the past, like the Project 46 at the beginning, Lights. Mm-hmm. I like I, I can't remember the last time I listened to Lights. She was one yeah. of the first like female musicians that I like felt I could pretty easily get into. Like I didn't have to tell myself like, no, you need to actually give this a shot. Like it just happened, right? And uh, but she's just good. She's just really. She good. is. She has a beautiful voice, she and does. she has. She, she it suits this music in this album. And it's just, oh, it's so good. I, I love this track so much. It's got, it, it's, it's, it kind of starts with some simple piano intro and like a droning sound kind of going underneath. Uh, her vocals come in and then it, it like, it starts building these cellos and the string section in the chorus. Oh, yeah. And God, it's so beautiful. Beautiful is like the only word I can use to describe this song because it just perfectly fits. And then like after the chorus, it takes her vocals and like samples it a bit. And loops a sample of her vocals that kind of fade out as this full-on orchestral string section comes in. And it's just, ah, it's fucking good. That's that good shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. I love the song so much. Yeah. And I, I think that this song also, like, not to just skip ahead into the lyrics, but I think that the no, lyrics to this song also kind of go with the theme of it's personal to him, like, he's from him leaving because i mean there's just it seems like he's talking about like the bat like the harder times or she's talking about the harder times in a relationship or just like the things that they've done together the all the stuff that they've gone through like maybe he since he's out on tour now they're thinking like we've been through this before or we've we've been through other things like we we can do this type type deal yeah it it there are, again, I kind of split this into two different segments. There's the, the personal segment 
of, of me analyzing it from his perspective, which again could be him saying how he's proud of everything that they've accomplished now, everything he's accomplished. And he's been able to create this, this world, this Porter Robinson's world kind of a thing. <laughs> but there's also the sentiment of being completely anonymous that didn't fully jive with it being super personal because he's kind of, he's a big celebrity, but it, it, it could be justified in that he's, he's out in the world somewhere, you know, maybe on tour or on vacation and he's just kind of reveling in the fact that he's able to walk into a grocery store or something and nobody like sees him as Cascade. They don't really know who he is because, yeah, he's famous, but he's he's like a, an EDM musician. His face isn't everywhere. Yeah. The only people that, that know him will know him kind of a thing. So maybe he's kind of enjoying the fact that he's anonymous compared to bigger celebrities or, or something like that. Yeah, and that's got to feel good. From his perspective, man, like I yeah, can only he's, imagine. He's such a like chill and like down to earth dude. He's a Mormon. Not that that has anything to do with it, but uh, as we'll talk about later in the album, he 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 feels that he he's kind of compelled to be a good influence on people. Yeah, and he's a very like wholesome dude. So like I think he's he's aware and humble of of his anonymity and his fame and stuff like that. Well, good on him, man. Good on you, Ryan. I don't know your last name. I, th- I think it's Radden. Radden. I don't know if well, I'm pronouncing that right. I think it's R A D D O N. Well, whatever your last name is, you make good music, and if you're a good role model, rock on, man. Yeah. Some people they they go out there and and party and they go to clubs and and dance themselves silly. They get on drugs. They get on on alcohols. They do the alcohols. Other people they just want to get out there and feel the night. Yeah, they're just out there feeling the night. And I mean, those people on drugs and alcohols, they're feeling the night in a completely different way. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, the guys that don't, they're feeling the night the right way. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to say right or wrong. I guess that's true. Because I say, yeah. The safer I'm, way, that. perhaps. The safe, yeah. Yeah. The, the better role model way. How yeah. about that? And also the track five way. Yeah, definitely the track five way. <laughs> track five is feeling the night. This one, it, it starts with some soft synth keys. There's like a high-pitched, whiny, boopy synth that comes in matching the melody Oh yeah. for it. It's got more airy female vocals on it. This one has uh, Becky Jean Williams, which I've not heard of before, and I haven't saw her out afterwards. But I love all of the female vocalists he features on his albums. There's not one that I've disliked. Yeah. But uh, it kind of has this classic EDM buildup towards the drop or whatever. You can't see it. I did air quotes for the drop, <laughs> but uh, he, he again cuts a sample of her vocals and loops it during the, the build up or whatever. I like the kind of choppy feeling of some of the elements leading up in the song. Uh, and then the chorus section comes in and it's, it's big like EDM pop music stuff. Uh, and then after it ends, it kind of all goes out. And then there's like a, a distant kind of sounding synth that fades in as, as everything kind of comes back up to pace. But uh, I thought it was interesting for the second chorus. I guess it's a chorus. It's kind of hard to, to, to segregate sections of lyrics and <laughs> sections of music in this kind of a thing. But the, the vocals come back in and it seems like it's earlier than I would normally expect it. Boom, the whole drop happens. The full beat's there and the chorus is back in your ear. It's yeah. very like clubbing stuff. Definitely. And now that you've actually described the technical parts of the song, <laughs> I... How'd you going, feel about it? Okay, so this song, like, that cool high-pitched synth thing yeah. at the beginning with the beeps and boops, for some reason, I got the vibe that it was trying to run away from me or, like, lead me somewhere, and I was okay. supposed to follow it. 
and then whenever the drop happened, that's whenever we got there. But I don't. Something about it seemed like it was running away. It was and your spirit it, animal leading you to to a wonderful utopia of banging EDM music. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was pretty nice. Like, I it's. I'm not gonna say the song's like my my favorite or it's one of my top five or whatever, <laughs> but I do like it and I got a feel from it, so that's cool. Hell yeah. It's good. I, I like all the tracks on this album, to be clear. Yeah. I, know, I know I, again, kind of like what you said, we, we, there's the stigma of festival EDM and, and what that means and have, having that kind of almost generic sound to it. But it's, it's not all bad. I enjoy it in small doses. I, I don't know if I would go to a festival. I would love to go see Cascade live. Yeah. Just to be clear, like I, especially because of some of his other stuff, which I'll talk to you specifically, Joey, afterwards about. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's good, but it's not great. It's not the it's not what I enjoy in, in electronic music. Is this kind of like big festival, everyone's jumping around kind of a thing. Yeah, and there that's the crazy thing about this album. There was like a mix between the two, like. Right. This is kind of him. I don't want to say he's sold out because he's definitely, I don't think he's the kind of guy that would sell out. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a transition for him, both personally and musically, to, to this more uh, marketable music, I suppose. Like yeah. His older stuff, granted, I guess his older stuff was also pretty big and, and pretty popular and stuff, but this is getting more towards that festival. I guess he, he realized that he wanted to be playing festivals and didn't have a whole lot of that kind of music. Yeah, he would want. So he, he he kind of bumps it up. I mean, I don't. This album. I don't blame him. I'm sure those festivals are fun. If that's what oh you're yeah, into. for sure. I w- I would probably go to. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I would go to a quote unquote EDM festival like Ultra or something. But I would love to go to like a dubstep festival or something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, feeling the night. The the lyrics again is kind of simple. It's very looped. There's not a whole lot of lyrical content there. The only lyrics in the song, there's four lines that it, it kind of repeats. It says, one heart, and all I really, one move, and I'm feeling nothing could be more right. I sure love feeling the night kind of a thing. It's a typical, like, clubbing, have fun kind of thing. I'm not sure how that fits into my story of him going on tour. Yeah. But maybe it's, maybe this is just the high of being back on tour, and he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking making all these people dance. I'm feeling it. It feels good to watch everyone have fun. Yeah. and I mean, like... I think that's what it's about, but for me, whenever I heard it, this song made me picture myself like out at night alone, like walking, not necessarily through the woods, but just around, like around yeah. the area where we live. There's yeah. a lot of trees, but I mean, like I'll walk along the road or something, maybe, and just. I've just... actually, I've actually walked around the town that I live in at night when it's like pitch black outside with this album playing. Really. So. I, I can I can literally like see an example of that happening. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. Because it made me picture a specific night in my head where I walked from my house to the McDonald's that was near my house. Yeah, and I was like, I wish I would have known about this album then, because <laughs> I would have been listening to it. Yeah. Well, maybe it, maybe you can't get some McDonald's, but we can find something else to take your mind off of the fact that you you didn't have that experience or haven't had that experience yet. There's still time. Yeah, in fact, I'm probably going to have that experience at some point, so it'll take <laughs> my mind off the fact that I can't have it yet, and it'll yes. also take my mind onto track number six. Oh, I see what you did there. 
Yeah. Track number six to take your mind off. But you said take your mind on. This song, <laughs> holy shit. This is the second of those songs I just fucking love. This okay. song is so good. Yes, I agree. I'm with you. I actually put stars next to the titles in my notes <laughs> this week. So I like made sure to be like, okay, instantly, as soon as I read it, I know this is one of them. This yeah, I do that too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one, it's... Oh, God, I love it. I can't, I can't, I can't stress how much I love it. But it's got some kind of like wompy synths <laughs> that sound ki- kind of like a, a train horn, but softer, not nearly as aggressive. Yeah, kind of pulsing through it um, slowly. It's not like aggressive, like I made it sound. But uh, then there's like a kick that comes in, and then the full beat and some vibey ass keys come in. Hell yeah! And this whole, the whole song, in my opinion, is just a platform for the very awesome and dope vibraphone soloing that goes throughout the track it's so good oh my god it's so good uh i this this was another one that i like had to write a full like i i instantly got put into a a place in my mind a scene yeah tell us what's happening in the scene so i'm in the lobby of a nice hotel and i think i'm wearing like a big smoker's jacket and that's kind of how i i pictured it and Somehow, like, the music itself is kind of, like, emanating out of me. Like, I can hear it. It's, I'm not wearing headphones, but the music, I'm I'm just hearing. It's like your theme music. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, so just, like, the music is floating out in the air, and everybody else can, like, feel it. They can't necessarily hear it, but, like, it's whatever is happening in the music, it's, like, emanating out to the rest of the room. And that the vibraphone thing is kind of just, like leading me like it's it's a hand that has taken my hand and is leading me to like whatever good times await in this hotel lobby and everybody (laughs) else is kind of just like hanging out like like there'd be maybe somebody crooning off in the side and it's like a jazz lounge or something and i'm just like walking on a marble floor somewhere man i love it i love that you had that experience (laughs) and i love that you love this track uh this one actually has a male vocalist which isn't something that is super common in his music. Um, but I don't know. It, it's, it's, it suits. It's very simple lyrically. He, he just says, take, take your mind off. Let me take your mind off it kind of thing, which it does like this yeah. song. Whenever I'm like upset or dwelling on things that I'm just thinking that I'm overthinking. And I know I am, I'll put the song on the song. Just like, it chills me the fuck out. And I love it. Hell yeah. Ah, see, I'm, I'm so glad we could both have a good experience with this song. That's so nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I'm I'm glad that it is it is your favorite. I kind of figured it was. I know we've talked a lot, maybe too much in the past, about vibraphones on albums, but, uh, but they're good. Yeah, they're good, <laughs> and this song has a lot of it, and that makes this song good. Yeah. So fuck oh, you man. if you don't like vibraphones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That I I will not talk bad about that many people, but if you don't like vibraphones, fuck <laughs> I will you. talk bad about you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, track number seven is another one that we, we it's a travel track, an airport, uh, a flight plan track, as you put it. Yeah. It is LAX to JFK, which is Los Angeles to New York City in New York. It's got kind of like some, uh, some deep sounding plucky strings. It's got a crisp bass to it. Uh, it's got some echoey ass synth fill kind of leading into this lower synth melody. It's really hard to describe at this point. I put in my notes. It's really hard to describe the, these 
instrumental tracks just go listen to the album yeah and then and then the next bullet under that is just bwomp because <laughs> it's got these, these it's kind of like a, a synth horn kind of thing going on at yeah. some points in the album that give it a bwompy feel yeah to me yeah there's a part in this track where it gets the the way i wrote it is crunchy as fuck like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know how else to describe it but it's i don't know yeah it has those ominous strings kind of starting off and then out of nowhere it's just like i don't know if that's compression i don't know anything about making music electronically so i don't <laughs> right I, I can't from a technical standpoint other than crunchy or blomp <laughs> say, say what's happening <laughs> this album is such a blomp <laughs> my new favorite descriptor for an album but yeah it's good go listen to the album and yeah. you'll understand what we're talking about we can't really describe these tracks too well man Great podcast, guys. Go listen to the album. It's great. I can't describe it, but it's great. I mean, the whole the whole point of this album or, or podcast is that people are supposed to be listening with us anyway. That's so true. If, if you've listened to this album, thank you for listening yeah, to this album. Definitely. But you you understand what we're what we're talking about. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, and if not, then go check out the album Atmosphere. Yeah, and check out track the next track Atmosphere. <laughs> it's a well. title track. <laughs> This is a song that I was referring to earlier. Uh, this is actually the first time Ryan has sang on one of his own tracks or, really? or any track as far as I'm aware. So this album was kind of big for him personally for that reason and that he had never sung before and he fucking kills it, I think. Yeah, he does. It's, it starts with the, the strong, bright piano chords. Again, he, he uses a lot of piano on this album. Uh, his voice comes in and he is, he's he's from Chicago I don't know where he lives, but he has kind of this, he, he has a slight accent that you can kind of pick up on with it in, in some sections, but I think it, it fits perfectly. I think he needs to sing more and he sang more on the album after this, I think as well on another track, but uh, this was kind of a, a turning point for him. It's kind of a big deal for him to finally put his voice on an album. Uh, there's some, some windy sounding buildup effects for a lot of this track. Uh, the kick and the backing synths come in for, for the first lyrical chorus I, I denote lyrical chorus and musical chorus because, again, with electronic music, it's kind of hard to to chop things up like that. Yeah. And it's got kind of a, a clappy-sounding snare building up for the, the musical chorus, which it's an upbeat and dancey kind of EDM festival thing, again. Uh, the second verse reverts just back to the piano chords for sustenance, but also it keeps a, a, some of the drums and some of the quiet droning synths and stuff underneath. Uh, so it's not like a full reset, but... I don't know. It, it's a good track. Again, yeah. it's kind of like EDM festivaly in in some aspects, but I like it strictly for like the fact that he finally like decided to to put his own voice to it. Yeah, I think that's super cool because he does have a great voice. Like I even wrote down as well. Like if because I didn't know if this was his voice, I just didn't know if there was like an uncredited singer. But right. I put if this is his voice, he needs to sing more because it's it's just awesome. Hell yeah. I'm and, sure he'd be flattered to hear that. Yeah, some rando out there saying he has a good voice. <laughs> well, Definitely. I mean, it's it's he makes the music for the fans, right? So I guess that's if true. If a fan is saying that it's a good voice and you want to hear more of it, then it's a good thing. Yeah, and so like lyrically, I like what like the way he's putting it as well because I don't know. He says all his life he's been a star, holding a light up in the dark. Like I like the imagery of a star, not how you hear it in 
a lot of other songs where it's like, right. you're a star, like you're a star, you're a great. You're, what, yeah, he's like he's a star out in the loneliness of space. He is an entity. Like stars are forever away from other things. They're out there in space, being pulled by gravity, like a, affected by other outside forces constantly. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to keep clear. I don't know specifically who whose atmosphere he's trying to stay clear of, but yeah. I know it sounds like he's trying to like kind of just do his own thing or not be too heavily affected by a, maybe a specific other person or maybe just a group of people. Yeah. So my interpretation of this, and that's kind of I, I mentioned it earlier, where he's he. I think this song, to me at least, is about his kind of self-imposed obligation to remain an upright and honest role model while DJing, since a lot of the EDM scene has this kind of big stigma of using drugs like MDMA and stuff and alcohol and be, being high while listening to music. Which don't get me wrong, if that's your thing, like go for it, do it responsibly, hopefully. But like he is very much uh, a straight edge kind of guy, yeah. and I think this was him kind of saying like I want to be this kind of beacon in the darkness, the shining light amidst the sea of bad influences, so so that people that aren't into drugs or aren't into alcohol can still be a part of it or still vibe with it or still like create their own music even without thinking, Oh, well I, I don't want to become a DJ because then I'm just going to get hooked on a lot of drugs or kind of, kind of a thing. Yeah. I like that message because I don't know, like straight edge is fine, but just whatever can attract, like get more people out there to try. If there's more musicians, there's going to be more good music. So 100%. whenever, whenever there's people like him giving more people, and in because that totally is a huge stigma and i have personally known people who didn't like were averse to this type of music because they're like oh that's just the rave and party crowd like don't you see all those people with their glow sticks whatever doing all this (laughs) you can only listen to that music if you're rolling whatever i don't know if you're high in a club somewhere yeah but and then none of them went on to be a famous dj but i bet (laughs) at least one of them could have well, there you go. You should talk to them. Tell them to clean their act up. and I guess they already had a clean act. Tell them that they, they can retain their clean act. Give them this <laughs> album. Buy them this album, I guess. I don't fucking know. But uh, if you're listening and you're worried about that, don't be worried about it. Just fucking do it. Make yeah. friends with Cascade at the very least, and I'm sure he'll 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 talk to you, maybe, after yeah. you're famous. And I, feel like sim- it's, 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 I don't want you to like email him and be like, hey, look, I'm a clean DJ coming up. You need to give me money. <laughs> But but I, I guarantee that he's the kind of guy that you can look up to. Yeah. To, to kind of to, to give yourself confidence that you can do it. And I bet you can. And if you don't, I mean, really all that's going to happen is we're going to be missing you. We're gonna that's be, true. We're going to be missing you, missing your unmade music, your potential. Yeah, your music could potentially be on this podcast someday. Wouldn't that be some shit? Yeah. If, if you're listening to this at some point in the future – and you know somebody, or you are somebody whose album we review, like, fucking let us know, because that's cool as shit. Yeah. But also, track number nine is Missing You. I didn't miss the segue, Woo. but I kind of rambled on after he made the segue. It was a good point, uh, though. Yeah. Because that would be was, super cool. Yeah, it would be. That'd be dope as hell if someone was, like, a fan, and then they made music, and they got famous, and we reviewed their music, and they're like, wait, these guys are doing my album. That's fucking cool. Maybe we can have you guest on your own album episode. That'd be even cooler. Yeah, but then 
No, you know what? We'd keep our integrity. I was about to say, maybe we'd have to, like, lighten. Not that we're any really harsh on anybody, except for you <laughs> on the Hell album. <laughs> but other than that... Look, if Zach Hill was on, on the podcast, I would still give him shit for it. Good, good. <laughs> There's no compromising my, my opinions here. Good. That's that's just what I wanted to make sure of. <laughs> Track number nine, Missing You. Uh, it's got some very spacey synths. It's it's got like an echoey, simple, slow drum beat. It's it's very spacey. Like this whole track is kind of giving a spacey vibe to me. It's got yeah. some female vocals that are again airy and, and and light, kind of a thing. I really like the the kind of breakdown or the drop in this track. Yeah, it's got some like groovy bass and some muted synthy sound. It kind of feels like a dead mouse track at some points, which uh, is not a bad thing at all. I think it's a good thing, a very good thing. <laughs> I like Dead Mouse, but I, I liked this track because, uh, like in that breakdown, a lot of the breakdowns we've heard, or just kind of where the song gets bigger on this album, have been the more festival yeah. type stuff. And this one, it kind of gets that energy, but without the festival type sound. I feel Agreed. like like it gets big, but it still keeps the dark, spacey synth type feel that started out the track, which is awesome. Yeah, 100%. It's got a nice, like, chill feel to it. It's, it's very, like, groovy without being loud and obnoxious about it, like a lot of <laughs> festival EDM stuff is. And even some songs on this album, you could argue that, like, some of the drops and stuff are very, like, obnoxious or loud yeah. for, for no reason. But this one kind of retains it, because he knows what he's doing. He knows how to make music without that kind of gimmick, and this kind of proves it. And I would imagine some of his older music probably does as well, if this was the yeah. transition album. For sure. Uh, you should definitely check out a lot of his older stuff, and we'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> but the, lyric-wise, I think this definitely at least adds to the, the thought that this is a personal story about like maybe him leaving on tour or something. Just yeah. because it's, it's about missing somebody, obviously. <laughs> the title is Missing You, but it's about like he's talking about he's seen their eyes in a thousand people or he's he's seeing them that person everywhere he goes and ever the face of a bunch of people everywhere and kind of just i don't know wondering if that other person misses you how you're feeling for them as well yeah this one it was it was harder for me to to say that it was extremely personal then because and while it may be because of the points you've just made it's also kind of got this tinge of like a breakup kind of a thing going on mm-hmm. where it, it seems like from the singer's perspective, they've, they've broken up. This is kind of the fallout where the singer's realizing that she made a mistake and leaving her partner and is having a hard time meeting other people because they all remind her of, of that person. And she wants to come back because obviously she's missing that person. She still loves them kind of a deal. So it, it's kind of got that, the generic application of having a breakup and wanting to come back to somebody. But also, like you said, there there's, there's a a claim that can be made about it being his personal life where he's left his wife and is going around the country touring. Maybe I'm probably wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're wrong, I'll never know. And if you're right, I'll also never know. (laughs) That's just, that's just something that I'll have to something. So yeah, something. Whenever you something. can't think of anything else, something, 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 which is also the name of the next track. Yes. 
something and something <laughs> something something featuring zip zip through the night which uh, i need to listen to more of their music i think he's done a couple tracks with them at this point um but this song is that the one song that is specific to the, the 2013 mindset of me and, mm-hmm. and it kind of like i don't know it, it's it again 2013 was kind of a big year for me in both good and bad ways i had a pretty rough ba- breakup during this period and this album kind of stuck out to me and the song specifically kind of captured how I was feeling and it still kind of bums me out every time I hear it. And they're like, it kind of transports me back to that time. Yeah. But it's, it's a very like, I guess we can talk about the, the lyrics afterwards. Cause why would I, why would I change the, the way <laughs> of what we've been doing this entire time? It's got a guitar for the main melody. It's got some layered male vocals that are very echoey kind of a staple throughout this album is a lot of echo and reverb and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's got kind of a similar drum percussion to a lot of the songs where it'll just start with like the hi hat and then it'll add in some of the other stuff, which isn't necessarily a bad thing at all. Um, it just makes it easier for me to describe it. If I've described it a hundred times before, uh, it's got like a synth bass and the distorted vocals in like this bridge section or this mid section, give it a kind of a dissociating feeling that I really like. And then uh, after that kind of drops off, the guitar gets like super echoey for a bit. And then it just kind of like repeats itself. Yeah, I got like a Midwest kind of rock vibe from at least the beginning of it, which I mean, it's a style of music that I like. And whenever it's mixed in with EDM or whatever, like, I guess this song, it's specifically like whenever I say EDM, I typically think of like the festival-y stuff. Right. But that's it's mixed with cascade style i guess i should say yeah better but there's parts of it that remind me of like with his voice it almost reminds me of like what i wish muse was yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> i can see that i hate to say that because i mean muse is like they're a cool band but i just like yeah never really super vibed with a lot of there's some of their songs that I like, but we're, we're not talking about Muse. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, we we, we compare a lot of artists, and yeah. I think that was that was a fair comparison. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, lyrically, it's it's a simple and honest song about a breakup. That that it seems the song opens with him saying, "I want to be with you. I would do anything within reason for you," which is a very rational way to look at things. Yeah, seriously. Opposing the typical breakup song where they're just like, I would do literally anything for you. (laughs) This guy's like, no, I'll do anything within reason for you. And to reinforce that kind of rational thinking, the, the chorus, I guess says, I don't need you. I just want you. And I I think in addition to the singer's point point of view, where he's having kind of, he still has feelings for this person, but he's understanding that he can live without them. It's kind of implying that maybe the other person also feels the same when he says like, you're wishing I would be wrong because your heart beats something, something. And he also says, when you hear this, you'll know what you know, kind of implying that like, it's going to affect the person that he wrote the song for in a similar way. Man. I I love the rationality. Like it's not something it's refreshing. Yeah. It's very refreshing because there's, that's half the reason that I don't listen to, more poppier kind of breakup right. music is because it, it seems very over dramatized, which I mean, breakups like they can yeah, be they're dramatic for sure. For sure. But whenever I mean, you we, he- we listen to an album called melodrama that was yeah. really like about that. So, <laughs> but like, 
it's just so it's so nice to hear somebody being rational because after the fact whenever you look back that's what you want to you want to look back and be like i was that person like that's what you aspire to have i wasn't some crazy person that was literally willing to chop off an arm to like be with someone yeah because that's not healthy if you you actually feel that way about someone don't stop it cut it out go find a fucking therapist or something because that shit's not that's not cool and definitely don't chop off your arm because definitely don't chop off your arm you need that like (laughs) well it needs a strong word but it's very useful to have both arms i don't know i'd i'd say my arm is required like (laughs) there are people that don't have arms and they live fine i mean i guess that's true i guess it's more i guess half of the issue is having something and then having it taken away maybe if i was accustomed to not having it it wouldn't be as big of an issue as i as like I think it would be, but yeah, Joey, you're being the dramatic person that you, you were complaining about when you're referring to your arm where you're saying, I literally couldn't live without my other arm. I guess I could, but it would be very hard to play video games. And that's an issue. You don't need it. You just want it. Yeah, that's true. That's that's the message of the song. Maybe I should just hop on a plane (laughs) from SFO to Ord. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Track number 11. SFO to ORD, which is uh, San Francisco to Chicago. What? ORD? Yeah, it's it's the Chicago O'Hare oh, uh, airport okay. or whatever. I don't I don't know what the, the ORD rationale is, but it's it's Chicago, which is his home, which uh well, I don't know if he lives there. That's where he was born and raised. Mm-hmm. And that's why he has this kind of what 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 is called Chicago house vibe. And I think the music in this track kind of re- reflects that that homecoming kind of a thing. It definitely uh, it's got does. a very, very chill and spacey vibe on it. And I'm not, I'm not going to spend time explaining the different sounds on the different boops and the drums and stuff. Just listen to the fucking album. Yeah. This one, I didn't get a specific feeling though. I will really quickly go over it. No, take as much time as you want. I was just saying, I'm not going to go into detail describing the sounds of it because like the other ones, it's, it's, it's hard to describe. I didn't get a full on scene like I did in uh the other one but this one it's kind of a similar vibe in the sense that like i got the picture that i would be on like somewhere fancy and like frank sinatra's singing like parts of the sense kind of reminded me of his voice like the melodies of like right. an older song which i'm not too versed in chicago house i know enough to know that i like it but i don't know if there's roots in like using older like samples from older music yeah. maybe it, it, that's a thing and that's what he's calling back to or maybe it's just something that he i don't know he just likes the sound and he did it for this song but like i i like it it made me think of about like lighting up cigars on an expensive balcony <laughs> somewhere how often have you done that joey never literally never it's never okay, happened so, so the budget from our show if we ever start making money we're gonna buy a balcony somewhere <laughs> and we're gonna buy big big fancy cigars and we're, we're gonna go out and smoke and listen to the song yes except for the <laughs> fact that i'll at that point probably have not smoked in a very 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 long time that's true I and mean, i haven't like, smoked yet so <laughs> And i'll be like oh god <laughs> it will be an unpleasant experience but we can take pride in the fact that we made it happen. Yeah. So, and ma- maybe maybe it'll be uh, at a hotel somewhere, or 
or a very nice mansion if we get super rich somehow <laughs> uh, and we'll have our own pool in the back and we can just, you know, hang out and, and be floating in. Yeah, because I would love to float all the way into track 12. Which is named floating. <laughs> Speaking of floating, this track, super wavy, I think. Super wavy. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, it's like, okay, it's a very chill song. It's a very calm there's like some droning calm synths that just kind of build chords slowly over the time, and it alters the chords. Uh, it's got the girl in it, yeah. and I don't, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you've heard uh, a lot of Cascades music. Every album up to this point, well, I don't know if his first album did, but from like his second to this album, have featured the singer Haley, and she's on a lot of his biggest tracks, and and she she kind of like marks that it's a cascade album in my opinion <laughs> when there's a song on it that has Haley. granted his newest one didn't have Haley, and i'm a little bit upset about it but i'm sure there was a reason and i'm not gonna hey. i'm not gonna complain i'm just a little bit bitter <laughs> oh man okay but yeah it's got Haley. she she has a beautiful voice she, she does sing, she sings very well and i love all of the songs that she's ever been on and presumably all that, ever, that she ever will if she does more with cascade uh she also has her solo thing going on but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about Cascades music. Yeah, I that I definitely made a point because I like her vocals so much. Like I like her voice. It's, yeah, you've heard, you've heard uh, I remember with Dead Mouse, right? Yeah. Okay. She, so, she's the singer from that as well. Okay. I knew she sounded a little bit familiar, but there was so much layering of her vo- right. of her voice on here, which I really like. Like the extreme layered harmonies to where it's almost like Imogen Heap level. Yeah. Of just like blocks of voice, which is a cool effect that I like. I agree. It's it's a it's a very calm, chill song about floating. You know? Yeah. Lyrically, I if the song is again from his experience going on tour and being away, and the prior track was him kind of returning home, then this album seems kind of, or the song seems like it's kind of the release of all the stress and the tension that he's built up while he's on tour and he's kind of just, he's able to relax. Now he's back at home. He's alone floating in a pool at night and just kind of staring up at the stars and, and enjoying the beauty of the night sky connecting with nature. And if it is a personal case, which I think it is, he, he kind of has this, this supernatural or, or this connection with God because he's, he's kind of a Mormon. He kind of feels it that way. He, he says it's the time that I bonded the time that I prayed floating on the water kind of a thing, which, uh, I just like imagining that scene just sounds lovely. Did you say he was a Mormon? He is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I heard that right. <laughs> not, not that it really like matters. But I was yeah. just like... <laughs> it, it was kind of out of it. I was just saying because like he, he mentions that he prayed and yeah. told him to give some context to that. I believe he's Mormon. Well, awesome. Good for you, Mr. Cascade. <laughs> Mr. Cascade. That's what he, he makes everyone call him. <laughs> All of his employees call him Mr. Cascade. <laughs> oh my god. But you know, sometimes Mormon or not, that's just how it is. That is how it is. <laughs> track number 13. <laughs> the final track on this album. How it is. So the drum track is something that I really love because yeah. it reminds me of other songs that I really like. <laughs> And it reminds me of Water because of a specific other song that I'm not going to name because I'm we're going to listen to it at some point. 
but okay. it's uh it's pretty nuts how similar it is and how much I love it. Yeah, it's, there, there's some upbeat but kind of soft drums in, in the track, and uh, I like it as well. It's another simple, like pe- peaceful piano kind of a deal on this track. There's some strings that come in on the chorus. Uh, it's got female vocals that are spacing and airy like the rest of the album, which uh, in this case it's Deborah Fotheringham. Fotheringham. Like, Fotheringham. It's, it's such an American thing to say, Fotheringham. I feel, I feel like it's probably like Fotheringham. I feel but, like it probably is, but that also sounds weird. Yeah, so, like that's too many syllables. <laughs> fathering them. That's one fathering. Oh, that's only four syllables. I guess I thought fa- that was fa- fathering them. Oh, three <laughs> fa- fathering. I don't know. We're not, <laughs> we're not talking about this lady. <laughs> she she has a nice voice. Uh, she does. It's, it's there's a nice like synth bass and some other like sampling effects that I enjoy in this track. It's a it's a nice calming. It's kind of weird. I feel like track twelve is a good ending point. To, to the album thematically, but uh, this one's kind of tacked on, and it's also pretty good. Yeah, I I agree. I I don't wish that the last two tracks were flipped, but I do feel like Floating is a better ending track. Yeah. But, yeah, I also like this track, but... Yeah, I, I really... think maybe lyrically it makes sense to have this one after... Um, because I got this kind of vibe that it was about having a very strong or deep connection to someone and not really being able to explain it. Kind of the soulmate vibe, which yeah. again, if he's returning home, he's kind of like realizing, man, like while I was out, I really missed my wife. I really missed this, this life that I've built up with her. And I've, I've had this time to reflect, or maybe even this connection with God, if he was having that connection in the last track that he's just like, man, like, I'm really glad that I have this kind of connection, even though I can't explain it. Well, I can't explain it either, Mr. Cascade. <laughs> Mr. Cascade. Oh, it's good. What do you What do you think of the album as a whole, Joey? I, I think I generally understand what you got from it. I really like the album as a whole. In fact, I like it so much that it kind of kicked me off onto... I don't know. I listened to a whole lot of electronic general music this week right and it kind of just just the feelings that it gave me like it's it's pretty crazy that it took me back to a similar point in time as you which that kind of was crazy (laughs) i mean i guess since it came out in 2013 maybe that's why maybe he just really did a good job of capturing that the sound of that time yeah but it was it was a very vivid experience, which was really nice. And yeah, I'm I'm I, excited that you had such such vivid responses to some of the songs. It's just always great whenever you can kind of forget that you exist for a little bit, <laughs> like and live in another world for a second, just because yeah. you like close your eyes and you're listening to a song. Yeah, you close your eyes, you open them back up, and you're staring at the sky. You're floating in a pool, and it's just everything's calm. Then you close your eyes and open them again. And you're like, ah, it's fucked. <laughs> back to back. <laughs> the hell. I'm back here now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad you enjoy it. Uh, I really enjoy this album. I think if you guys haven't listened to this album, you should go listen to it. It's a, it's, it's very, it's very, very big, vivid point in my life, and this album is probably going to not lose value to me at least over time. So, I recommend it hand over fist if that's something that can be recommended as a, a metaphor. <laughs> I recommend that metaphor and I recommend this album. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
enough about this album though. What are we what are we doing next week, Joey? What are we listening to this week? This week we're staying in the house. In the house. We're staying in the house? We're staying in the house. We're not, we're not allowed to leave our houses. Yeah. They we're staying in the house. Uh, I didn't even mean for that to be a thing. <laughs> but you know what? We're staying uh, in this genre with uh, his. the artist's name is Against All Logic. His real name is Nicholas Jar. I'm honestly not like, I think they're just intertwined, but it's him. Nicholas okay. Jar is his name. He released the album as Against All Logic. And the album is called 2012 through 2017. Okay. And it's, yeah. It's just good. It's, it's an electronic house music. Yeah. Giving us. Yeah. And I mean, other than I like it, I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, obviously, if you're recommending it, I'd hope you liked it. One of these weeks, I'm going to recommend an album I hate, actually. Well, uh, that is also good for conversation, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I'll recommend an album that I feel nothing towards. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be horribly boring, but go for it. We can try it out. Uh, but but yeah. until we until that point. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to talk to us about this Cascade album, how it affected you, if you have similar experiences, since we both have kind of specific associations to the year of 2013 and, and the time that this album came out, kind of a deal. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Shoot us messages. Uh, we're still on Amazon Podcasts, I hope. <laughs> I hope they haven't been with <laughs> us for, for any reason. So that's the newest uh, adventure. We're also looking into getting some other ones going, like Podbean. I think we're also technically on there now. I need to check up with that. I need to be more on top of that in the future. But uh, yeah, just fucking anywhere you find podcasts that you want to listen to us, do it. Yeah, find it and we'll be there maybe, but probably. Yeah, if we're not, let us know and then we will be there at some point. Because that's that's how we that's what we're that's that's how you run a business or <laughs> yeah. something like business. you know where the people are this is the business even though we don't make any money <laughs> it's, i don't fucking know man stay in our feedback bye <laughs>